Hi, y'all. I'm Amy. And I'm Jess. And we are two sober women committed to helping you live an optimized life. This show is about stories and strategies to help you optimize your health, your relationships, and your businesses. We focus on keeping it simple and having fun. Hi, y'all. It is Amy Guerrero, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Optimized Life Podcast. I'm here with Jess, and we're so excited to be back in the studios, which is our home, (laughs) recording and being here for you. And I am absolutely excited about this conversation of optimizing your connection and your co-regulation. And don't worry, I will explain what that means. Because really what it means to me is optimizing your relationships. And um, that's what I'm all about. I believe that healthy, conscious, sober relationships will change the world. And it starts with you. And it starts with you. And that is the bigger part of my mission in life is to really support people to connect deeply, to understand, to feel safe, to trust. And um, I'm so excited to share from so many of my teachers that have taught me the importance of co-regulation and connection and like what gets in our way, what no one taught us. And so I really feel like you're going to get so much of this. So grab a cup of tea, or if you're driving, take a few deep breaths and just settle into this conversation that I really hope will be very soothing to your nervous system, to your body, your mind, your spirit, as you listen to us today. So I want to presence the first thing that I feel is really important, and that is some definitions of what all this means, right? So um, Deb, Dana, Stephen Porges, some of the teachers that um, have taught me so much about the nervous system, they really, and, and Deb writes about this so often in, um, well, I mean, this is the what, what polyvagal theory is really based on, that co-regulation is a biological imperative. And co-regulation is a fancy word for connection. And, you know, I know for me that I spent a lot of my life connecting through the lens of dilution, the lens of you can see what I want you to see and you can't see all of me. And this is what really led to so much of the, um, the mental um, just despair that I felt most of my life. It was just like, okay, wait, let me be this. Let me chameleon into that. Let me show you this and not show you that. And it was very exhausting to my nervous system. And I wasn't having deep connection and deep co-regulation. And this is something that I was talking about. I didn't have these words yet as early as 2013, 2014, when I was um, starting to get sober. So I knew that this deeper connection was so important. However, in the treatment centers, in the, um, in the rooms that I was going in, this wasn't really talked about in a way that I could understand it. So that's another reason I'm just so excited to have this conversation with you because we can really make it more simple and we can talk more about just the fact that, you know, I believe with all of my being that we all have an emotional trauma. And specifically now during the pandemic, we've all definitely experienced some kind of emotional trauma and co-regulation, connecting with other people on a deep level is one of the many ways to heal your emotional trauma. 
So Jess, I would love to hear from you as we kick this conversation off on uh, how co-regulation and connections showed up in your life. Oh, so good. And it is so much fun to be back recording with you. And so much when I think of co-regulation and connection, so much of that is through through our friendship. And I'm so grateful for that. And everything that you just you just touched on has been my experience as well. I thank you for for being so transparent when it comes to that um, not showing all the parts of you. I mean, so much of my using and drinking. Uh, was the exact same experience where um, I was like a double agent, (laughs) really successful. No one knew or, you know, so I thought, and then I'd come home and I'd, you know, have my own other world of checking out. And so, yeah, I was deeply lacking uh, connection and any sort of co-regulation. I mean, the, the interactions that I had with people back in that Uh, phase of my life, which was many, many, many years, was so dysfunctional. And now, you know, I'm able to have deep regulated relationships with people I love and care about. And that's so much of the work um, that we've done. And um, so much of the reason why we started this podcast is to help share all that we've learned with all of you, um, because we both feel like our mission here is to help be a conduit to move humanity forward, right? And so, uh, gosh, what an exciting topic. And I'll just jump in and share a little bit about, um, you know, th- this, this world of co-regulation and connection for me. And I think as we're, I guess, kind of coming out of this pandemic, I guess we'll see, right? We don't really know, but it feels like things are starting to move in a positive direction. I mean, we've just all been so isolated for so long. And like like you said, Amy, there's this collective trauma that we have all um, experienced together. And so much of that has been isolation, right? Um, not only this mass death and, and just the unknown and all of that to our nervous system, but also this isolation, which is goes against everything um, that we are as a species, right? And so, okay, what do we do about that? And and I just, I want to preface it by saying, and this is something that Amy, um, you always say too, and I just, I say it now as well, and that the most important thing we can be doing right now, um, the most important work we can be doing in the world right now is to heal our own stuff, right? And that um, starting there causes this ripple effect of being able to actually co-regulate in a meaningful way, right? So, and and in conjunction with that, it is um, not only going back and kind of looking at that trauma, but also learning ways to regulate your nervous system, which we talk a whole bunch about um, on this podcast. And it's just talk about timely, right? So, um, you know, and then going back to healthy co-regulation is everything. It allows us to feel safe and connected and calm. Um, and I just, I want to also preface, you know, the isolation that we've been through in the last 12 months, um, a lot of the interaction that we've had during those 12 months has been online, right? Whether it's on social media or on Zoom or, you know, it's like we've shifted our whole world online. And so, you know, and I think we can we can all attest to, you take one look at social media and you're like, oh my gosh, what a, you know, a lot of people are dumping their unhealed stuff in that world and how traumatizing that is. So that that does not build healthy co-regulation, right? 
And so how do we how do we do that? And that's what we're going to talk about on today's podcast. So I would love to jump into what does it, Amy, for you, um, and you've taught me so much in this area, what does it look like um, and feel like in your body to have optimized connection and co-regulation? Mm. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm just going to make all the noises of what it feels like. So maybe listeners, you can just like, yeah, just like, again, move around in your seat a little bit, just drop into your body more, just allow your breath to kind of do whatever it's doing. And just remind yourself that like, all you have is right now and you're listening to us and you're connecting with my voice right now. And I'm connecting with you. I can feel it in my body. And you're safe to be here, safe to be listening. You're safe to slow down. Yeah. And my hopes is that right now you're having a visceral experience of what it feels like to experience safe connection, to be in what I refer to as the flow state, to allow whatever is to be there. And, you know, we are talking about optimizing our wellness and there's no perfect way to do this. However, the more time that you can spend noticing, then the more time your body's able to be in that flow state where, oh, like the muscles around your jaw loosen up. Or maybe you notice your hips loosen up, your shoulders drop a little bit. And from this place, you're able to stay so much more present. You're able to notice the green grass. Maybe there's some flowers poking up on the side of the road right now if you're driving. And you're able to listen more fully. And, you know, when we talk about relationships, Listening is something no one really taught us growing up. And another thing that I really feel comes from this is this ability to set and hold the healthy boundary. That again, and we'll get more into this, but we weren't taught these things growing up. We weren't taught it was safe to say no. And if you were, awesome. (laughs) You know, when I'm really, um, I... My group coaching program, Sober Relationship School, has been just such a beautiful, beautiful experience to watch people during the pandemic because I launched this last September. And now we've been through this three times and um, the connection and the co-regulation is supporting people to grow their businesses, to have deeper, more profound relationships with one another and with their, their lovers, with their parents with their money, with their bosses, right? So the ripple effect that Jess was talking about is so real. And it's just, mm, it's like what we live for. We just get so caught up in chasing something. And really that healthy connection and co-regulation helps us to feel safe to be still with each other longer. Yeah, Jess, I'd love to hear from you. You know, what are things that you notice? So all of that, thank you for taking our listeners through that. I felt it, um, I almost, it was almost vibrating for me. So thank you for 
for allowing that uh, that energy to be kind of brought down a notch. Um, and just by hearing you speak to all of that, I think what comes to my mind is feeling very connected to the earth when it comes to connection and co-regulation. And when you were saying, you know, maybe you notice things because you've stopped and you've slowed down that, um, you know, there's so much beauty around us and to be able to see that, right? Um, I spent a lot of time on uh, every single day doing that, whether it's going down to the ocean or going for a walk. And just um, last night I was sitting here by myself looking at the stars, you know, just pausing and savoring, right? That savoring um, and connecting to to Mother Earth, right? Because we all, um, we're all interconnected. And so I think the more time we can spend doing that, I know that that keeps my nervous system feeling really safe and feeling like um, it, I'm held, right? Because I mean, we're all here having this experience together. So being connected to the earth is one thing that really speaks to me. Um, I love how you you refer to listening. And there's just this, this quote, and I think about it all the time. It's one of my favorite quotes and it's by Mark Nepo. And it says, to listen is to lean in softly with a willingness to be changed by what we hear. And it's one of my favorite quotes ever. And I just, as we're recording this too, um, you know, um, there's a lot of racial tension again. And my heart really goes out to the Asian community right now that's experiencing a lot of um, hate and increase in hate crimes. And, um, you know, just that ability to to really lean in and listen to what's happening right now um, with that idea and willingness to, to be changed by what we hear is so important. And so that's really coming up for me today a lot um, when it comes to connection and co-regulation. I have so many um, Asian friends and it just, uh, my heart is heavy today. So I just want to speak to that. And again, yeah, you know, feeling connected um, with uh, with my my friends. And Amy, you and I talk about this a lot on the podcast and, you know, it's okay to not, not to uh, depend or need to get everything out of, you know, everything, all of your needs met by one person is what I'm trying to say. Um, so, you know, my husband and I have a really great relationship, but so much of my co-regulation and connection comes from my girlfriends and you, Amy, specifically. And I'm so grateful for that. So taking the pressure off my marriage as, you know, this thing that has to you know, serve all my needs and leaning into the beautiful humans that I get to, to do life with. Um, makes me feel so connected and um, regulated. So those are some of the things that are coming up to me for me again. Um, and then it, just a couple other things that are just so helpful for me is that morning routine. And we're going to jump into some of this, but um, yeah, just slowing down, um, you know, my meditation practice and and things like that. So yeah, that's what it feels like in my body. Just this calmness. I love that. And thank you so much for presencing several things there, you know, in this time where there is, where it's natural, you know, I think that, um, we don't talk a lot about how natural it is to have biases and that are we willing to lean in and listen and learn from that? You know, it's like, um, healthy co-regulation and connection helps to have more healthy connection to self and more compassion to self. And 
um, you know, when we talk about the biases and the filters that like I see life through, like, I do not deny that I have filters. I do not deny that I have biases. Am I willing to lean in and listen and learn? Yes. And having healthy connection and co-regulation supports me to be able to do that instead of shutting it down and isolating in the fear of what's happening in the world or around me or as I cross the street, I mean, you know, it's like, it's everywhere. And it's so, uh, it's so, I think one of the main takeaways that I want that no one taught us growing up that I wanted as presence is that in order to learn to really self-regulate imperfectly, as you always hear me say, like you do this fucking imperfectly period. <laughs> There's just no perfect way to be a human. And you know, we weren't taught that in order to learn these things, it's about co-regulating in a healthy way. And because there's so much dysfunction in the family systems, then this ripples out into your friendships in your early life and then in your middle life and bullying and acting out and all of the things that have happened. And there's just, that's what happens because that first nucleus dysfunction started when you were little. And to learn how to connect and co-regulate in a healthy way means that someone in the family system has to be the example and teach it. So I think that that's something that's really important that we weren't taught. We were kind of taught or conditioned maybe that, you know, if we're not like our parents were doing something wrong and we feel guilty for breaking away from that system. Um, you know, I also feel like one thing that we're not taught well is to, is to, to do things with like love and connection, um, whatever it is we're doing in our life. Um, there's just the sense all, uh, in the world of like, we need more and more and more. It's not enough. And how can you connect with social media? How can you connect with television, Netflix, streaming? How can you connect with people? How can you connect with food, sugar, all the things where it's like enough, where there's that okayness. And that is so supportive to healthy connection and co-regulation because it's like, okay, that's enough, right? And it supports the nervous system to slow down and like feel what enough feels like to push up against that wall and to take that leadership, that ownership over yourself and then the community around you. So, and then again, like, it's like, it seems so basic what I'm talking about right now. The shit is not taught. And I'm so happy to, to talk about it and to bring it to the light and to support people to understand. It's much more simple than we think, but our nervous systems will stop us from doing it because we haven't done it yet. And sometimes we're 40, 60, 20 years old, however you are in your life. And you're just like, mm, that feels weird. Well, yeah, it feels weird because it's new. So I'd love to start talking about solutions, Jess, and, and really get into like, okay, how do we do this thing together? Yeah, thank you for bringing all of that up because yeah, there's so many pieces to this. Like it, it reminds me of like when I think of all my life lived life experience with school. That so little of it is has been useful in my life. Like it would have been really useful to have this sort of thing taught to us: how to set healthy boundaries, how to manage, you know, or regulate your nervous system, right? And so. Um, again, I'm just really grateful to have this space and container where we get to talk about it with, with each other and our listeners, because it's, it's helpful to, to hear it over and over again. Um, thank you also for sharing that never enough. That's so, so true. Um, that really spoke to me today. So thank you. 
And so, yeah, what does this look like? I mean, there's so many components of it. And we do, we talk a lot on this podcast about solution. I think um, one of the things that I know has been true in my own life is to really um, invest in myself and help um, and, and help heal my unhealed trauma, right? So if that work is something that you haven't done, it's it's the best work you can be doing on yourself right now, right? And that includes all the topics that we we talk about on this podcast. And I just, I also want to give you a big shout out um, around Sober Relationship School and Sober Business School and, and all that you've done to create this beautiful community where so much of this is taught. So um, I've watched you birth those two ideas and, and build just this amazing um, vehicle to impact change, Amy. And that's just, um, and it's just something I, I, I'm so grateful to be able to witness um, that. So uh, other things that have really helped in terms of solution, of course, okay, really work with a trauma-informed coach to get to the root cause of that unhealed stuff that's keeping you stuck, right? That's keeping you from being able to have healthy connection, healthy co-regulation. I think that's first and foremost. Um, one thing that's been really helpful for me and I've had over the years and, you know, Amy and I differ on this, right? So take what you want and leave the rest, take what works for you and leave the rest. Right. And so I have a really, really, really strong meditation for, um, gosh, almost 10 years now. And this includes 10 day silent meditation retreats and things like that. Um, and, 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 and it's really helped me. It's helped me um, be able to you know, manage my balance, my nervous system, things like that. But Amy, you have a, I know meditation doesn't work for you. And I think you'll speak about that too, right? Some of you need to be moving your body. So I think meditation is a good, a good way. Um, another thing that, that we speak to and highly recommend is um, optimizing the signaling throughout your body. So when we talk about like uh, connection and co-regulation, so much of that is our stress hormone, right? Um, whether we're able to get into that flow straight state, whether we're able to have, you know, connection with other humans or whether we're isolating. And as, as you refer to it, Amy, dorsal, right? Where we're shut down and we don't have the capacity to, <laughs> to give or be around other people. I think we can all, we all know what that feels like, right? So to really optimize that cortisol response, which is your stress hormone, and then also your oxytocin, right? This is your neurotransmitter uh, that is all about connection. And so there is a simple optimization protocol that we recommend to all of our clients to help get that oxytocin and, and all your other feel-good neurotransmitters that we talk about on this program, just really firing and, and signaling again to all parts of your body and your brain and your organs. And that's super helpful. And I'm going to let you share a few things too. What, is this, what does this look like? Um, how, how do you optimize um, your body's ability to have connection and co-regulation? That's such a great question. And thank you for talking about all the things, you know, I think that sometimes we feel weak or um, like that we need support to do these things. And everything that you were talking about is like, no, like we, in order to really live fully, you know, often we're missing some basics in our bodies and our physical chemistry in our bodies. And, and we need that to just feel good and to build that confidence and that courage so that it helps and supports that connection. And, 
something that I feel is absolutely important is to find a pod. You know, when one or more are gathered, you know, basically is like, it's a, it's real, you know, like that connection that's felt. And as we've said, it's a biological imperative to have someone who will fully listen to you, whether that's a coach or a mentor or accountability partner or some kind of guide um, that will just hold that space. And then to grow your pod in integrity with the values that you set forth. You know, I I don't feel like we spend enough time really uh, basically outlining how our our relationships are going to go. Is it going to be perfect? Fuck no. And can you make like guidelines for a group like we do on Facebook? Absolutely, you can. You know, one of the big things that I have with my coaching friends is like, we don't fucking coach each other. We just don't. We listen. And if we ask to coach, you know, if we ask each other for something, then that's different. But we ask for permission first. So in order to feel safe, to have this high level of connection, um, I encourage you to set some rules, set some boundaries, set some guides. Rules seem so rigid. So, um, you know, whatever you want to call it. But something that I have created in my spaces as well is in relationship school and business school. And I have a new offering coming out very soon. And it's like, do not coach each other. Like, let, let me lead. I will hold the container and create that safety. So the pods can feel safe with one another and really witness one another. And again, what it does to the nervous system is absolutely incredible. Um, You know, other things that I've been really good at way before I even got sober is just like, the television and news and all of the noise in the background, like, uh, I'm just very sensitive. And so I've uh, kind of eliminated that from my life um, a while back. And everyone knows that they're watching TV around me to mute the commercials because the oof, but do the same thing on social media. You know, um, I have all kinds of little tricks, eradicators so that I don't see the Facebook feed so I can go in there and do my business. Um, When I'm on Instagram, I really make sure that my body feels very safe and taken care of before I start connecting and co-regulating with people so that they can feel where I'm coming from. And I'm not just coming from this, like, gimme, gimme, gimme. I'm coming from this place of receiving and giving. And and I check in. If I'm not feeling that way, then I don't open the app. And that definitely takes practice. Because sometimes I feel like, oh my God, I got to respond to so-and-so. But if I run after the phone with that energy, it's felt on the other side. Um, so those are some things I, you know, <laughs> I've gone, I've started going to sleep earlier and earlier and earlier, like just because I freaking love the way I feel and I'm a morning person. So um, dropping the shame and the guilt around like what your body actually needs to optimize or feel good, you know? I get a consistent like 91 on my sleep score with my aura ring. And last night I was literally asleep by 8.55. And I'm like, awesome. Like, that's okay. Cause it just works for my body and it feels good to me. And I'm able to be at my best and that's what works. However, we're all different. So um, maybe we can do an episode about, you know, how we relate into the, the different times of day, Jess, that could be something that's really good. And ask our listeners about that as well. Cause wherever you are, you know, we'll meet you there. And that's what this podcast is all about. It was so good. Such great tips. And I, I just want to um, end by 
by just sharing a little bit of um, my morning routine, which has been such a game changer. And it's just, it's a non-negotiable. I have it plugged into my phone as a, you know, with a bunch of reminders and it includes getting up and just, you know, sitting with my glass of warm lemon water. It, it, it consists of, you know, meditating um, and, and a big part of that meditation, especially through this pandemic and also just through all the divisiveness and the, just all the fear and uncertainty and anxiety, collective anxiety that we're feeling. Um, I'm doing a lot of meta meditation, which is loving kindness meditation. And so, you know, especially towards people that I might have differences with. And again, that just, it changes um, our neuroplasticity when we do that. It changes our ability for empathy and compassion and and allows us to possibly step into their shoes and and maybe have a different perspective on why they might be feeling that way. So um, if you're new to loving kindness, meditation or meta, I'm going to put um, a reference in the show notes, but it's just, it's sending love to, to yourself, love and kindness to yourself, to somebody that you love and care about, to somebody you have differences with. And then of course you end with like a a greater, larger, you know, humanity, earth type <laughs> solar system. And I just, I love the way I feel when I do that. And then I'm like, dude, it's time to go outside, sit outside and get some morning sun. Today, I was watching the sunrise come up um, in our new beach house down in Rockport, Fulton, Texas. And it's just so fun to watch it come through the trees at our new house. And so I just really enjoy sitting on our porch swing. I have two full hours blocked off for this morning routine. And you know what? I just, I feel so good um, that I get to do all these things for myself before having to interact with um, anything else, anything work-related, anything that might pull my attention away. Um, And so, you know, that two hours might not be feasible for you, but again, like this has been very consciously cultivated (laughs) over the past, you know, 12 years of entrepreneurship. And I, I love that I get to start my day off slow and just kind of flow. So, and thanks for sharing about prioritizing sleep too. Me too. I'm like getting to bed. Like I like to be in bed by, yeah, around that time now. And um, it is, it's, it's really, it's really life-changing when you prioritize sleep in so many ways. Cause that's when, you know, the defragging of your brain happens. You get just all this restorative, you know, body work done almost. And so if that's a simple thing, that you can do to, to really help up your connection and co-regulation. It makes a huge difference because you wake up be, um, in a, in a way that you actually want to interact with other human beings, right? Which is also important. So we just so appreciate all of you tuning in and um, we're so grateful to, to spend this half an hour with you. Well, I'm going to do my, med- I'll do my meta meditation. So mine is may you know peace. May your heart remain open. May you know the beauty of your own true spirit. May you be healed. May you be a source of healing. Aho. Aho. Thank you so much for listening today. And the best way that you can support us in the Optimize Life podcast is to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. And we would love to gift you the Optimize Life toolkit when you do that. So thank you so much for your support. Thanks again. And to go ahead and grab your copy of the Optimized Life Toolkit, head over to www.jessyonda.com slash 
the optimized life. And we have put together five hacks for you that will finally help you get in the zone all day, every day. Just so you know, we so appreciate each and every one of you. And thank you for joining us on this optimized journey.